a dynamic leader with a heart of gold and a huge helping hand. Today's guest has been on the top of the corporate ladder with great success successes, but is no stranger to heartache and pain. Stay tuned to hear her incredible story. What superhero do you relate to most? I'm so curious, why? Each of us has our own innate nuclear power. It's God-given. And yet we're all out here wondering, searching, forgetting, and suppressing. I know I was. It's okay, no judgments here. But I am gonna get real. As a life and career coach, it's kind of my job. And you chose the show, so no one is forcing you. But the force is real. And the question I really wanna ask is, what's your superpower? I'm Sharon Davenport. I've been called a real life wonder woman. This show is designed to activate you alongside other superheroes. It's time that you arise, put your cape on and fly. From the boardroom to the beach, Laura Evans uses her experiences to serve, guide, and inspire others. As a career advisor, she helps get you praised, promoted, and paid. Laura loves helping burned out professionals step into leadership, leverage teamwork, and navigate office politics. Founder of Trust Your Gut Feelings, she serves individuals in their unique journey for mental wellness by optimizing the mind-gut connection through a holistic platform of life-changing products, programs, and community of people. In just three years, this business has grown to over $25 million a year revenue, serving nearly 330,000 families each month. Laura uses the profits of her business to support the Willow Field Foundation, which provides mental health therapy scholarships. Welcome, Laura. We're delighted to have you here with us today. Thank you, Sharon. It's an honor for me to be here. Thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. I just adore you. And I'm sure that our listeners and our friends listening will too. And so, uh, you know, the question that I love to ask our guests who come on here is, um, who is your favorite superhero and why? Well, I grew up watching Wonder Woman and Batman. So um, I really sort of feel like my favorite superhero is a combination between the two. Um, I loved all the animation of the pow pow in the uh, Batman series. If any of you guys are in my age group or remember growing up watching that. And I just loved the empowerment of Wonder Woman that I felt like you know, it wasn't just a man that could be a superhero, that a woman could be a superhero too. So that would have to be my answer. I love it. I love the combination of them as well. And it's kind of funny. You know, I, of course, love Wonder Woman. My husband is a huge Batman fan. So it's fun that you put them together. And yeah, it's like pow, kapow, you know, all the fun. Um, <laughs> bam, wham, you know, all of those. So fun. So what, what would you say is your unique superpower and how do you use it in your day to day? Well, my unique superpower, I would say, is clearing a path. And whether it is clearing a path on the journey that we had as a family, um, or whether it was is clearing a path uh, as I help people in their career and help develop businesses, or mm. help somebody solve maybe some health issues that they're having, mm. I just love to clear a path. Um, and, and I also 
find and people tell me that I'm able to appear and remain calm in a storm mm. and that helps them feel more calm and more confident. Um, sometimes on the inside, I don't always feel calm, yeah. but people tell me that. And so I believe that people around you really know you well and can sometimes speak life or speak things over you that you're not aware of yourself. So people tell me that. I would have to agree with them just in getting to know you and, you know, you and I have gotten to talk on some deep levels about some different things and it has been an honor and a joy to have those conversations and you do, you have this calmness about you that translates to those that you're connecting with. And so I would have to definitely agree with people who say that too. That's definitely a superpower of yours. So I love Thank it. You. So I would love for our friends listening to be able to get to know you a little bit more, to be able to hear some of your story, because it is a powerful and dynamic um, personal story. And if you don't mind sharing about your personal story and about how you came to be connected with the, the Willow Field Foundation. Sure. So... As you mentioned in the intro, my background is being an executive. I was executive for some very major brands and even president for billion dollar brands. So mm -hmm. I have to say that my career was a priority for me. And I felt like that was the way it was supposed to be because I was providing for our family through my mm -hmm. career. And um, I got to a place in life where I just felt really strongly convicted um, mm -hmm. that I was out of balance in my priorities. And my children were growing up so fast. I'm a blessed mom of four children. And I just saw these milestones in their life flying by that mm -hmm. I was missing and missing and missing. And so I listened to that that conviction of, um, of that I needed better balance. And I took a step in obedience to that of walking away from my career in, pr in a prime time of my career. Wow. Um, but I just trusted and believed, um, and I'm, I'm very faith-based and I trusted mm -hmm. and believed that God had a better, bigger plan for me. That's and I, I was just going to follow. And I knew my family was something that he had given to me and that that was absolutely a priority and should be a priority in my life. So why I set that up is because within a year and a half of me walking away from my corporate position and being available more as a, as a parent building a business independently at home, one mm -hmm. of our teenage daughters attempted suicide. Mm -hmm. And um, that was, um, that hurts. And um, her hurt hurt um, mm -hmm. a lot and not being able to figure out how to resolve it and then thrown into what do we do? How do we help her? Who, who do we go to? Where do we go to? And we went through this journey as a family. Uh, and thankfully, I will I will shortcut it real quickly to say this daughter's doing super well. She is um, at a university. She's studying to be a plant biologist and mm -hmm. she is doing really, really well. But it was her journey of healing uh, around um, having been sexually abused and trafficked. And that's right. We lived in a normal neighborhood and these things happen in normal neighborhoods. This is wow. not just something that somebody's kidnapped um, or, you know, what what you may what you may see. It happens normally. She never spent the night away from us. She um, was not with someone that had any kind of um, abuse record or was on any kind of a list. He mm -hmm. was the most popular dad in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. It was her best friend's dad. And he um, used all of the children in inappropriate content creation and also abuse. So, um, so this journey for her 
finding a mental health therapist that she connected with was such a critical piece of the journey. And in fact, several times, I mean, we went through six different therapists and several times she wanted to walk away and say, no, I don't fit this one. I don't like this one. I don't feel comfortable telling my stuff to this one, or they don't get me. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't need it. I don't want it. And I was very clear on no, you do need someone you can talk to. And maybe it's not that person, but we're going to find the person for you. And that's my encouragement to parents in general is find the right person that your child can connect with if your child needs therapy and someone to talk to. So we sat down, we picked out someone and long story short, they created a great relationship. Um, and, uh, my daughter's story of what she had been through and she did prosecute her abusers. Every survivor's journey is different. Her choice was to prosecute in order to save other children that were at home. So she prosecuted her abusers and we did see justice um, in, uh, in our proceedings, Mm. but she inspired this therapist to create a foundation that would provide mental health therapy scholarships for other, <clears throat> other, especially abused children who didn't have access because right. out of all the children that were abused in this situation, many of them did not have parents that could afford to go to whatever therapist they need or that could encourage them to go seek therapy. And so my daughter was super grateful for what she had available and, mm. and, and wanted to pay it forward. And that's what the Willow Field Foundation is. So that's what led us to it. Wow. Well, for those of you listening, that was a lot packed in there, right? Did you guys follow all of it? I mean, talk about uh, from the corporate world and the, and living at the top of your game, <clears throat> excuse me, choose deciding to step away while you're at the pinnacle of that to invest in your family which Laura, that that's what's so incredible is that it it's really you listened to the voice of the Holy Spirit. You listened to the promptings of God to do that because you may not have been available to be able to be there for your daughter in the way that she needed during that time and all of those proceedings and everything that that happened. Um, with because I, I we've talked a little bit more about this, you know, the the trial and all of this stuff, and that is a very stressful, very um, uh, you know, in, involved experience. And if you hadn't done that and stepped away from your corporate job at that time, you may not have been available to be able to be walk through that with her to the extent that it, I know that it it took. And so. Right. I commend you in doing that and and just in listening. So, guys, those of you that are listening, you know, if you are feeling like that you need to step away from something that you're involved with right now or that you need to step into something that's calling you, don't hesitate. Take that next step. Take that action because that's that's God. He's he's showing you. And and, you know, you'll quickly learn, you know, probably probably whether that was the right decision or not. And um, sometimes we do think it is and we step into something. But that's where we have to trust that God's got us every step of the way, too. So I just commend you in in doing that. And wow. Um, and what a what a beautiful thing that out of your heartache and out of your experience and, and your daughter, just I she's brave. And I have so much respect for her in telling her story and going after um, the those that harmed her and so many others. That takes a tremendous amount of grit and courage. So, wow. Yeah. 
So you, you've touched on it just a little bit. And, and I'd love to go, I'd love to just hear from you a little bit more about this, but how, how has faith, you know, been there and brought you through um, this journey and in your experiences in life in general, how has that come into play for you? Yeah, I would, you know, I would, I think all of us would love to say anytime we felt that prompting that we followed that prompting and we've led that kind of um, spirit filled journey and life of surrendering to the next thing, the next right thing that we feel prompted. But I can assure you that that is not my whole story. My life is not littered with that. Um, and, and it doesn't matter where you are, um, anyone that's listening in where your journey is. Today's a new day. Today's a new day. You can start now. And for me, this very um, emotional life or death situation put me to my knees of surrendering to God and seeking him in a level that I had never before because I'm such a type A personality that I'm used to being in control of things and planning things. And these circumstances around my daughter's mental health as a PTSD survivor um, and suicidal ideation, uh, Mm -hmm. and then the choice to prosecute and everything we went through in the three years for justice, um, that was all out of my control. I could Mm -hmm. not do anything. Now I could use my leadership skills to follow up with the detectives and to organize things and to create refuge for my daughter at times when she needed it. I could use my leadership and planning skills to do those kind of things, but to really control the circumstances, I had to completely and utterly surrender. And um, I'm glad I learned that lesson because um, it's such a better way to live life, Um, you know, to know that God goes before you. And that he already knows what's going to happen. And if you're willing to surrender the circumstances that are without of your control. Now, things that are in our control is that we show up on time to a meeting or that we, you know, we we work and earn money so that we can feed our family. I mean, there are things that are within our control. But to let the things that are not within your control surrender those to him was such an important lesson for me. And he I feel like he connected back with me and I felt seen on that mm, in how the field yeah. foundation got its name. So can I share a little bit about how yes, that please about? do. Please well, do. our story, our story is filled with God's handprints all over our story. It's mm. redemption restoration um, and justice as well, um, protection. Um, But in particular, when um, our daughter and her therapist um, were inspired to create the Willowfield Foundation, the therapist inspired by my daughter's story and her will, her interest to give back said, Mm -hmm. I want you to pick the second word of the street where your abuse happened. Because in the future, when you think of that street name, I want you to let go of the pain and instead hold on to the promise of hope of the good that you're going to be doing. So it's a good thing that's coming out of this. Um, So that word is field. That was the second word of the street where her abuse happened. Mm -hmm. And then the therapist looked out the window and just randomly picked the first thing her eyes went to, which was a willow tree. So it was called Willow Field Foundation. Now, what God and God alone knew, Sharon, was... 4747 Willow Road was where I was working in California when my daughter was being abused in Texas. Oh, oh my gosh. So that, 
God's, that was God's way of saying, I mean, my daughter didn't remember that address. The therapist never knew that address. Um, That was God and God alone saying to me, I want you to let go of the pain and I want you to let go of the guilt as a mom. And I want you to let go of the shame that you feel that you, I felt I wasn't there to do my one job to protect my child. And I should have all these things. And God said to me, you need to let go of that because I'm going to do something really big and really good for so many others because of your obedience and because of your trusting in me um, in this, in this circumstance. So the Willow Field Foundation. Oh my goodness, Laura, is that not just our, like our God? (laughs) And, and to man, that's so profound and so beautiful. And and incredible how he does that. Just showing you, hey, listen, I got you. I have, I've got, I've got your daughter. I have your, you, and I have all of the people that are going to come under this umbrella of this foundation. And what a beautiful piece. You have to make sure you share that story with everyone. <laughs> um, Cause that is just absolutely beautiful and incredible. And just like our God um, to yeah. do that. So, um, you know, I, I, And so through this whole process, you know, you've shared, you know, your daughter is doing really well. She's, she's doing fantastic in college. And, but I know it also, you have, you have three other daughters and you have your husband and you have, you know, your family. So how is your whole family doing um, after dealing with this experience and this journey? How are they doing today? If you don't mind sharing. Sure. Everyone's doing well. We are, um, we have two grandbaby girls that have been welcomed into our family and we've got a grandson on the way and Mm -hmm. we've got, um, our youngest son is in college at Michigan state university and thank God he was protected in some recent incidences that happened there. And so we are, we are doing well and there's no question. It brought us closer together as a family Mm -hmm. as well. Um, and, uh, we are all very, Uh, passionate about this foundation. Uh, And we all contribute on birthdays, on holidays, all the kind of things we are telling people, don't give us gifts, send money to the Willowfield Foundation, because um, we just want to be able to um, see it reach more people. I love that. I love that. And that goes back to, I think, what you were talking about with surrender before and how you couldn't control all the circumstances. And I know that that had to be hard for because you are such a dynamic leader in so many ways. And that had to be hard, you know, for you and, and for your family. But it sounds like the, it's so beautiful as we surrender. God births beautiful things from that and that and your family getting closer together through this whole experience, too. So there, there's and I love how you're choosing to to see the gifts and the, the joys, <clears throat> excuse me, um, from the the tragedy and the, the experience that you guys have overcome. So, um, so precious and so beautiful. But so, you know, for our friends listening, um, some may be currently dealing with something similar, um, having whether it be a um, mental health journey of, of with suicide or whether it's um, with somebody who is they know that has been molested or, or um, trafficked or something along those lines. And I know those are kind of two different situations, but in, in your situation, they have kind of come together. So for those of yeah. our friends that are listening who may be experiencing something similar or have somebody that they're walking through this with, you know, what what would you share with them? Well, well, get help. 
talk to someone. Um, you know, there is now, I've been actively involved in an organization called NAMI, the National Alliance for Mental Illness. And thankfully, due to the advocacy that that organization has done, um, we have helped create a 988 number. So instead of a 911 number for emergency calls, um, there needed to be something for a mental health crisis um, yes. because a, an emergency that has potential criminal affiliations is, is a very different response than someone that's having a mental health crisis. Absolutely. So 988 in particular is a suicide hotline. So it's easy to remember 988. And I would just encourage those phones are staffed with experienced, caring staff that will that will be a resource to talk to through through mm -hmm. things like that. There are also there are also hotlines for abuse. Um, and I and, and I also um, speak on ending the silence um, to high schools about uh, about suicide prevention. And one of the things that I encourage the high schoolers to do is they usually know your friend has usually said something to you or indicated something to you. And in our particular story, but for the grace of God, that one of our daughter's friends came and alerted us wow. before our daughter was able to proceed with her plans. And mm -hmm. so we were able to intervene in her suicide attempt that day because her friend was willing to sacrifice their relationship to alert us. And wow. if you know, we, we teach, if you see or hear something, say something, find a trusted adult, a guidance counselor, um, a, a, a pastor, um, a parent, a friend's parent, um, mm -hmm. find someone. And for those of us that are parents, I'm also a facilitator of Darkness to Light, which is a child sexual abuse prevention organization. They have amazing resources online, free resources that you can go and look at for how to begin talking with your children about what is okay and what's not okay, yeah, how so to good. talk with your teen about how to ask, you know, what is consent, how to get mm -hmm. consent. And of um, their dating life, uh, and even what to do if you do have the child of one of your friends comes to you and says that they've been sexually abused. Where do you go? What do you do? Um, all of those resources are free on the Darkness to Light website, and I, I encourage um, any adults that are around children to educate themselves about it. Um, it's it's these things happen in the cloak of darkness. Um, and, and when we get uncomfortable talking about these things, because these are not comfortable things to talk about, right. but when we get uncomfortable talking about it, we shine a bright light and expose it so that it has less power and control to hurt us and to hurt our family and our children. So good, man. I love all these resources. This is incredible, Laura. And so, so needed and so good. And I'm going to check it out because, you know, my son is 10 and we have had little conversations with him, but uh, he luckily he's still extremely innocent because of where he's gone to school and stuff. But we that's we know that he's coming into teenagehood. And um, so, no, I'm going to check that out myself personally, too. So thank you for sharing that as well. Um, so, so good. So much here. <laughs> so, and, and like, okay, now we're going to like pivot. We're going to switch gears a little bit and um, you are amazing and do multiple things. You, like we've mentioned, you've worked in the high level corporate world um, and possibly experienced, you know, burnout yourself. 
So there might be some coaches listening here to this call or some professionals that are um, dealing with burnout themselves. So, um, and I know you've helped coach many professionals with that. So what would you tell somebody who is maybe experiencing burnout um, for themselves? Well, it goes back to the lesson I learned about surrender. Um, you know, I find that the greatest amount of burnout occurred for me when I tried to control everything. The more I tried to control everything and the more I felt responsible for everything, you know, we are not responsible for how other people act. We're not responsible for how other people feel. Um, the more I learned that I'm not responsible for everything mm -hmm. and that um, and that I don't control everything, <laughs> then right. it was it was freeing for me to be able to to let things roll off of me. Um, Pastor Joel Osteen has a saying uh, that I love. I think it's from it might be from Psalms 45, 7. I'll have to get the verse specific. But he talks about um, the oil of joy, that the Lord gives us the oil of joy. And so when we're covered in the oil of joy, everything else is like nonstick, like it rubs off. Off of us, it rolls off of us like water rolls, you know, off of us. So I try to remember that that I'm covered in the joy of oil from the Lord, and um, I'm not going to let things stick to me. I'm going to let them bounce off me um, because what people think, what people say, what people do is not my responsibility. All mm -hmm. I can control and be responsible for is my relationship with the Lord and my seeking Him and my surrender to Him, and and what I can do. Um, and so that has helped me not be as burnout as I used to be. And that mm -hmm. would be, um, I, I definitely have stepped away from that life. I live a much better life at the beach, relaxed, control my own schedule, set my own time and my hours, travel where I want to travel, when I want to travel. Um, so it's definitely a, um, a, a, the opposite of what I was doing before. I, I love that. And, you know, so true about when we try to control is when things get more out of control. Right. And it, I, I recently was on a retreat to Costa Rica with an amazing group of women. And um, we were able to worship, praise and worship on the beach. We were able to we did like we rode ATVs. We um, learned to surf. Uh, we it was it was such an incredible time. And then we had time to relax, time to to worship, like I said, worship and then also to um, journal and to think and then time together to go deeper with one another. And everybody had a had a break through. But one of the things that was really hard at first, but such a relief was that the, the incredible Tamara Andress was the one she, um, she put the retreat on and she actually said, and we were like, okay, what's our schedule? She's like, you're going to know when to show up and what to wear. And then I'll tell you before we had to know schedule. Like we couldn't control anything. We were completely out of control. It was the most incredible retreat I have ever been on because we had no control. She would say tomorrow, show up. You need to be ready eight o'clock and you need to be wearing sporty, sporty beach wear, you know, or whatever. And, and it was, so when we don't, when we give up control, when we let it go, I had so much more relaxation, rejuvenation, freedom. Um, and she made us, she said, you can't bring your phones. That was another thing. And so we truly ha had to, and we're able to unplug. And man, I did not want to come home. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that, that yeah. surrender, that was the closest thing to in a long time to have of like being able to completely surrender as in a, in a physical sense. And it was such a joy and there was so much yeah. peace. And so that is, I think a, a, like a physical story of talking about how, what happens when yeah. we surrender to God and we allow him to be in control and we're not trying to control everything. So, yes. so so beautiful. So uh, we're getting ready as we're wrapping up here, Laura. Is there anything else that you would like to share with our friends listening before we say adieu for the day? Well, I I would like to say just on what you were sharing and us talking about surrendering and um, overcoming or how to prevent burnout. I've mm -hmm. also made it a practice to find one day you know, um, one day as a Sabbath. And um, that was God's direction to us. And it right. doesn't have to be the same day every week. Um, mm -hmm. But find the day that I know for me, I have a, a day in my calendar that I do my best. Now, occasionally travel or things will come up that cause me to have to shift it to a different day. But I really work hard to make sure that it's not shifted to another month or another year. Um, mm -hmm. I And just pick a day that you do truly unplug, that you put your phone away, even if it's just for, you know, from 9, 8, from the time I wake up until, you know, 5 p.m. Even if it's just daylight hours, I'm not going to be connected to my phone. The okay. world will survive without me. And that's what's so freeing about it is when we're constantly connected, mm -hmm. we feel like the weight of the world is on our shoulders. And I would just encourage you, you know, there's only one you, you're irreplaceably you, and you're mm -hmm. called here for a purpose and for mm -hmm. a reason. And, um, I, and the noise of life can get into that calling. So I would just encourage everyone to take good care of yourself, love mm -hmm. yourself, make that time for that quiet time for you, that quiet time with your family, um, that quiet time with the Lord and seek and ask him, how do you want me to show up in this season in my life? What is it that you want from, from me? Um, and uh, he will, he will reveal that to you. Oh, so, so good. And just to piggyback on what you're saying there, you know, actually it was last night I was, um, I was actually heard a friend talking about how doing a dopamine detox because our phones actually, when we're checking it constantly and, and we have certain apps there are, it has been scientifically proven that there are certain apps that are, um, are cause are created to be addictive, but then also the likes and all of that stuff. And he, it was talking about like doing a dopamine detox of putting your phone and trying away. Way and trying not to look at it, you know, sometimes it might be only half an hour then, but then try to stretch that to an hour, then trying to do that for a couple hours and see how long you can go without a screen, the computer or the, the phone and see how much more time is extended and um, do that dopamine detox. And like you're saying that one day, maybe that be your day to do a dopamine detox. It says you, he, he was talking about how it's proven you're more productive. You actually are less stressed. There's so much to that with doing a dopamine detox and exactly what you're saying. So yeah. that's incredible. And, you know, we were out of power here for 35 hours recently with some storms that came through. I felt like the days lasted forever because... <laughs> <laughs> because I still had my phone, but I really actually took that time just coming back from Costa Rica to, to not 
go to my phone yeah. and not to do that. And, and, and that was so refreshing. I had more conversations with family members. The neighbors were out talking. We connected. It was this incredible thing. And I was like, and we had, you know, it got a little, it was, the weather was okay outside. It got a little chilly. We did a fire, but it really, it, it was, it was a beautiful thing. So exactly what you're saying, it's priceless to take those moments and remember what it's like to slow down and to, to, to unplug and detox a little bit. So, yeah. um, so good. Thank you so much, Laura. You are, you, I love your passion. I love your wisdom. Thank you for sharing it for, with all of us. And guys, you can support the Willow Field Foundation by visiting their website, thewillowfieldfoundation.org. And also remember the number 988 if you have somebody with mental um, health issues or, or that is struggling there. Um, as always, those of you, my friends listening, thank you for joining us today. And hey, listen, if this podcast brought you value or impacted you in a, a positive way, please like, comment, and subscribe and share it with a friend that you know could benefit from it too. Thanks again. And we'll be back with our next amazing modern day superhero in approximately two weeks or so. Until then, and as always, go use your unique superpower to change someone's life for the better today. Thank you again, Laura. And bye for now. What superhero do you relate to most? I'm so curious. Why? Each of us has our own innate nuclear power. It's God-given. And yet, we're all out here wondering, searching, forgetting, and suppressing. I know I was. It's okay. No judgments here. But I am going to get real. As a life and career coach, it's kind of my job. And you chose the show, so no one is forcing you. But the force is real. And the question I really want to ask is... What's your superpower? I'm Sharon Davenport. I've been called a real-life Wonder Woman. This show is designed to activate you alongside other superheroes. It's time that you arise, put your cape on, and fly.